1: ezekiel chapter forty one Then the man brought me to the main hall and measured the jams. The width of the jams was six cubits on one side. The entrance was ten cubits wide, and the projecting walls on each side of it were five cubits wide. He also measured the main hall. it was forty cubits long and twenty cubits wide. Then he went into the inner sanctuary and measured the jams of the entrance. Each was two cubits wide, the entrance was six cubits wide, and the projecting walls on each side was seven cubits wide. And he measured the length of the inner sanctuary. It was 20 cubits, and its width was 20 cubits across the end of the main hall. He said to me, this is the most holy place. Then he measured the wall of the temple. It was six cubits thick, and each side room around the temple was four cubits wide. The side rooms were on the three levels, one above another, 30 on each level. There were ledges all around the wall of the temple to serve as supports for the side rooms, so that the supports were not inserted into the wall of the temple. The side rooms all around the temple were wider at each successive level. The structure surrounding the temple was built in ascending stages, so that the rooms widened as one went upward. A stairway went up from the lowest floor to the top floor through the middle floor. I saw that the temple had a raised base all around it, forming the foundation of the side rooms, it was the length of the rod six long cubits the outer wall of the side rooms was five cubits thick the open area between the side rooms of the temple and the priest's rooms was 20 cubits wide all around the temple there were entrances to the side rooms from the open area one on the north and another on the south and the base adjoining the open area was five cubits wide all around The building facing the temple courtyard on the west side was 70 cubits wide. The wall of the building was 5 cubits thick all around, and its length was 90 cubits. Then he measured the temple. It was 100 cubits long, and the temple courtyard in the building with its walls were also 100 cubits long. The width of the temple courtyard on the east, including the front of the temple, was 100 cubits. Then he measured the length of the building facing the courtyard at the rear of the temple, including its galleries on each side. It was a 100 cubits. The main hall, the inner sanctuary, and the portico facing the court, as well as the thresholds and the narrow windows and galleries around the three of them, everything beyond and including the threshold was covered with wood. The floor, the wall up to the windows, and the windows were covered. In the space above the outside of the entrance to the inner sanctuary and on the walls at regular intervals all around the inner and outer sanctuary were carved cherubim and palm trees. Palm trees alternated with cherubim. Each cherubim had two faces. The face of a human being toward the palm tree on one side and the face of a lion toward the palm tree on the other. They were carved all around the whole temple. From the floor to the area above the entrance, cherubim and palm trees were carved on the wall of the main hall. The main hall had a rectangular door frame, and the one at the front of the most holy place was similar. There was a wooden altar, three cubits high and two cubits square. Its corners, its base and its sides were of wood. The man said to me, this is the table that is before the Lord. Both the main hall and the most holy place had double doors. Each door had two leaves, two hinge leaves for each door, and on the doors of the main hall were carved cherubim and palm trees, like those carved on the walls, and there was a wooden overhang on the front of the portico. On the side walls of the portico were narrow windows, with palm trees carved on each side. The side rooms of the temple also had overhangs. Ezekiel chapter 42. Then the man led me northward into the outer court and brought me to the rooms opposite the temple courtyard and opposite the outer wall on the north side. The building whose door faced north was 100 cubits long and 50 cubits wide both in the section 20 cubits from the inner court and in the section opposite the pavement of the outer court gallery faced gallery at the three levels in front of the rooms was an inner passageway 10 cubits wide and 100 cubits long their doors were on the north now the upper rooms were narrower for the galleries took more space from them than from the rooms on the lower and middle floors of the building. The rooms on the top floor had no pillars as the courts had, so they were smaller in floor space than those on the lower and middle floors. There was an outer wall parallel to the rooms and the outer court. It extended in front of the rooms for 50 cubits, while the row of rooms on the side next to the outer court was 50 cubits long. The row on the side nearest the sanctuary was a hundred cubits long. The lower rooms had an entrance on the east side as one enters them from the outer court. On the south side, along the length of the wall of the outer court, adjoining the temple courtyard and opposite the outer wall, were rooms with a passageway in front of them. These were like the rooms on the north, they had the same length and width, with similar exits and dimensions. Similar to the doorways on the north were the doorways of the rooms on the south. There was a doorway at the beginning of the passageway that was parallel to the corresponding wall, extending eastward, by which one enters the rooms. Then he said to me, "'The north and south rooms facing the temple courtyard are the priest's rooms, where the priests who approach the Lord will eat the most holy offerings. There will be put the most holy offerings.' the grain offerings the sin offerings and the guilt offerings for the place is holy once the priests enter the holy precincts they are not to go into the outer court until they leave behind the garments in which they minister for these are holy they are to put on other clothes before they go near the places that are for the people when he had finished measuring what was inside the temple area he led me out of the east gate and measured the area all around. He measured the east side with the measuring rod. It was 500 cubits. He measured the north side. It was 500 cubits. He measured the south side. It was 500 cubits by the measuring rod. And Then he turned to the west side and measured it. It was 500 cubits by the measuring rod. So he measured the area on all four sides. It had a wall around it. 500 cubits long and 500 cubits wide to separate the holy from the common.
0: Acts chapter 5 Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. With his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself, but brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias... Then some young men came forward, wrapped up his body, and carried him out and buried him. About three hours later, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. Peter asked her, Tell me, is this the price you and Ananias got for the land? Yes, she said, that is the price. Peter said to her, How could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. At that moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in, and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. Great fear seized the whole church and all who heard about these events. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought those who were ill into the streets and laid them on beds and mats, so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing those who were ill and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed." Then the high priest and all his associates who were members of the party of the Sadducees were filled with jealousy. They arrested the apostles and put them in the public jail. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the doors of the jail and brought them out. Go stand in the temple courts, he said, and tell the people all about this new life. At daybreak, they entered the temple courts as they had been told and began to teach the people. When the high priest and his associates arrived, they called together the Sanhedrin, the full assembly of the elders of Israel, and sent to the jail for the apostles. But on arriving at the jail, the officers did not find them there. So they went back and reported, We found the jail securely locked, with the guards standing at the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. On hearing this report, the captain of the temple guard and the chief priests were at a loss, wondering what this might lead to. Then someone came and said, Look, the men you put in jail are standing in the temple courts, teaching the people. At that, the captain went with his officers and brought the apostles. They did not use force because they feared that the people would stone them. The apostles were brought in and made to appear before the Sanhedrin to be questioned by the high priest. We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, he said, yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God rather than human beings. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and saviour, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they were furious and wanted to put them to death. But a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a teacher of the law who was honoured by all the people, stood up in the Sanhedrin and ordered that the men be put outside for a while. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin. Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Thudius appeared, claiming to be somebody, and about 400 men rallied to him. He was killed, all his followers were dispersed, and it all came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, and all his followers were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone. Let them go, for if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it is from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You will only find yourselves fighting against God. His speech persuaded them. They called the apostles in and had them flogged. Then they ordered them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. The apostles left the Sanhedrin rejoicing because they had been counted worthy of suffering disgrace for the name. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Messiah. For more resources to help you bring the word to life, go to premier.org.uk
1: slash bible.